Hello, everyone. This is Rob McDougall from Zank Financial here with your weekly economic update. Today is Monday, September 11th, 2023. So recapping last week in terms of economic activity, very little to report. We only had two metrics we were watching. One hardly mattered. So we'll just quickly mention the one that did and then discuss what really moved the markets last week. So the only indicator that came out last week of significance was the PMI service index. You may recall the service index and the manufacturing index are scaled at 50. So above 50, good expansion, below contraction. So the PMI service index has actually held up really well, whereas the PMI manufacturing index of the last 10 months has consistently been under 50. But PMI service index came out last week. Expectations was it was going to come in at 52.4, stronger than expected, good, at 54.5%. So again, services have been driving the economy, no question about that. Manufacturing still in a slump. So that's it for the economic data points. But the market actually had some important news last week uh, that pushed uh, equities and fixed income down at the same time as well as international, and that's oil prices. So we haven't talked about this much. We've talked about it a little bit over the last few weeks in that we can see oil prices have been increasing. You can see it at the pump. Everyone knows it. It's going to start flowing through to the economic data, in particular to inflation data. So we'll talk about two indicators that are coming out this week, the CPI and the PPI. But before getting there, in terms of last week, Oil prices definitely put pressure on the market. Now, oil prices um, had been quite stable to low earlier this year. And at the end of June, per barrel, roughly $68 a barrel. That has now increased. It's over 85, approaching $86 as we tape this today on Monday morning. So that's up almost 29% since the end of June. So obviously, that's going to flow through to all the pricing baskets. So we're going to see pressure on inflation at a time when we definitely don't want it because we're focused on the Fed and their fight of getting inflation, the PCE, down to 2.0%. So last week, uh, with the oil pressure, the pressure from the oil, it came from both Saudi Arabia and Russia discussing the fact that they intended to extend the production cuts that they had announced earlier this year. Uh, They were set to expire, and they both announced that they're going to continue those cuts through the end of the year, pushing oil prices up again, close to $86 a barrel at this point. So that was the negative impetus uh, last week for stocks and bonds. So a couple things last week, uh, FOMC, uh, Federal Reserve Open Market Committee, they meet on the 19th and 20th this month, and the expectation is that's next week. The expectation is still and very strongly that there's going to be no change to the existing 5.25 to 5.5 target range for Fed funds. Uh, the futures have a 93 odds, 93 percent odds of that happening, down a little bit from last week, but pretty much a certainty Fed is not going to raise rates next week. Now, by the end of the year, are they going to raise rates? The expectation of no change, that actually went up a little bit, but it is pretty much a coin toss. So it's about 56% odds built into the Fed funds future right now that we're not going to have any change from the current five and a quarter to 550 by the end of the year. So um, the inflation information probably isn't good news for those, those expectations going forward. Inflation expectation, 10-year break-even, I always mention it. I should 
probably retire it at some point because it's been remarkably stable. So despite the fact we've seen that oil price rise, as I just mentioned, since the end of June, and we'll start to see it in the PPI, CPI, um, inflation expectations, the 10-year expectation has hardly moved. It's now at 2.33%, up a little bit last week. But if you look at the chart, as I am right now, going back uh, through the beginning of the year, it has um, been in a very tight range. So inflation expectations, good. Next 10 years, it's expected to be 2.33%. We often talk about the Atlanta Federal Reserve and their expectations of where the economy's at. So we keep discussing the fact that the economy, we believe, is actually growing stronger than I think most people expect. We base that largely on the Atlanta Federal Reserve's expectations. They update this every week. It's pretty stunning to think of the fact that the second quarter GDP estimate uh, was the second revision or the first revision took it from 2.4% down to 2.1%. So that's what we believe second quarter GDP was. Third quarter GDP per the Atlanta Fed, even after the news last week, 5.6% is their expectation. So that would be extremely strong growth again in the third quarter and not really a good sign if you're hoping for lower inflation. So we have a couple of things coming up next week that's going to give us a really good indicator of whether or not that number is good. Uh, on the inflation side, we also have some retail numbers that will help us directionally. So last week I mentioned pressure on stocks and bonds. One thing I didn't mention is last week uh, the largest market cap stock in the world, Apple, 7% plus of the S&P 500. Apple came under some pressure. It was down 6% last week. The news last week was China had uh, restricted the use of uh, iPhones for certain government workers in China. So bad news. Apple has huge exposure to China and actually a pretty good working relationship. So that was unwelcome news. Apple down 6% last week. But the rest of the equity market here in the U.S. definitely down last week. S&P 500 last week down 1.3%. And what really got hit last week was small cap stocks. Uh, that had nothing to do with Apple, but everything to do with rising energy prices and small cap stocks volatility and their ability to um, endure um, oil price increases less uh, less strong as you would get with large cap companies. So Russell 2000 last week, that was down 3.6%. Again, S&P down only 1.3%. So small cap definitely hurt last week. International stocks, again, underperformed the U.S. So the MSCI World XUS down 1.6%, S&P down one3 So that is a consistent theme. So now, on a year-to-date basis, S&P 500, as of the end of the day, Friday, up 17.5% year-to-date. MSCI World XUS only up 6.3%. So lastly, last week, fixed income, also pressure on bond prices. So the Bloomberg U.S. Aggregate uh, Bond Index fell 30 basis points. And now for the year-to-date basis, just barely above water, up 0.6% for the year. So let's move on to this week's economic data that we expect. Unlike last week, there's a lot of economic economic data and promises to um, uh, a number of these will likely move the markets. So I already prefaced the fact that we're going to get inflation numbers this week. It's going to be inflation numbers for the month of August. So first in uh, on Wednesday, we're going to get CPI and CPI core. 
and on Thursday, PPI and PPI core. Now, the discussion about oil prices, this is really where it hits. If you look at the dichotomy, the difference between expectations for CPI and CPI core, which is CPI minus food and energy. So for CPI, for the month of August, the expectation is it was up 0.6% month over month. In the month of July, that increase was only 02 So again, the expectation for August, an increase of 06 But CPI core, excluding food and energy, is expected to be the same as the prior month, up 0.2%. Then PPI, which comes out on Thursday, same dynamic. PPI is expected to be up 0.4% for the month of August. It was up 0.3% month over month in the month of July. But core PPI is expected to only be up 20 basis points, 0.2%. Again, the delta between those two, likely the expectation of inflation, energy price movements. So additionally next week, on Thursday, we have retail sales and retail sales ex-auto. This is really important uh, on the uh, inflation side because uh, consumer spending month of July was really strong. Again, Federal Reserve Atlanta thinks we're growing at 5.6%, so we'd prefer a more modest pace of growth for economic activity in the U.S. So retail sales, the expectation for August is an increase month over month of only 0.2%. In July, that number was a positive 0.7%. Then when you strip out autos, retail sales are expected to be up 0.4% month over month. But in July, they were up a full 1% from the prior month. So expectation uh, on Thursday, PPI, PPI core uh, up. Uh, PPI is definitely up from the prior month at 0.4% versus 0.3%. But then retail sales expected to cool down from the levels that we saw in July. Last economic data point, and an important one, which will come on Friday, is the University of Michigan consumer sentiment. We've already seen the government's figure, which was solid, better than expected. The expectation for the University of Michigan consumer sentiment index is that it's going to be roughly flat over the month of August. August it was at 69.5. It's expected to come in at 69.4 for the month of September. So, that's it. That's a recap of last week, the markets for last week, economic activity this week. Thank you very much for attending. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you.